1: Uh, Roxanne Durhaj of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Today I have a special guest that I've known for, we were just discussing it before we got online about uh, 16 or 17 years ago. That's Mr. Martin Buckland. Martin, thanks so much for coming on today.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm very honoured. Thank you very much for inviting me.
1: So Martin, uh, years ago, when I was uh, getting in the corporate game, uh, 16, 17 years ago, Martin was highly recommended back then, and my resume was done. And I, I don't know if I've ever shared this with uh, Martin, but um, at the time that he did my resume, I got three or four offers within mm-hmm. putting it out to the market, at which one uh, uh, global consult- consulting firm said, you walk in, I'm going to give you a $5,000 bonus, you could pick it up and leave. Um, because back then the, the you know, the, 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 level of what Martin did along with the market that, uh, I was in, which is health and wellness was really, uh, uh quite high. So uh, Martin, I, I've never told you that, but that's, no, I'm
0: astounded. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my heart's going now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, hence, uh, you know, years and years later, and I stayed with that, uh, that company for a long time. So a bit about Martin's back background, he's a global executive curve management practitioner, And he works, um, his specialty is working with, uh, resume writing and CV writing. He has clients in over 31 to 32 countries, um, just internationally, uh, works with people and he's, uh, you know, knowledgeable at such a profound level on culture. And, and one of his superpowers is, uh, or should I say two is the ability to network and connect. And two vitally, vitally important uh, things in this economy as we sit. So, Martin, let's talk, let's jump right into um, what you're seeing out there as, um, as an executive coach with people. And we, we were talking a little bit about it, but I know everybody's bracing themselves now that we're into stage three, um, you know, thinking the next six months to, to a year, you no. really see the impact, the economic impact. What are you seeing now already? Um, in the last four to five months with people, um, executives and things like that?
0: That's a very interesting question. So this is my third um, recession to work through and help uh, people nurture and coach them through uh, their career transition. This came all of a surprise, just like the last recession with the mortgage meltdown. Um, this came just like that. Many, um, many people, doesn't matter where they are in the world, were, are totally unprepared people don't manage their careers. And uh, my messaging, and you follow me on various platforms of social media, is you manage your career and people, it came through like that. And then people were being laid off left, right and center. And I know from my network of economists and whatever, we haven't hit rock bottom yet. We've got a long way to go. I think here in Canada where we are right now, there's gonna be another million. Uh, people let loose in the next uh, two or three months. And who knows what COVID-2 is going to be, bring. So people need to manage their careers. Even in good times, they need to manage their careers because they can give more money. They get a career advancement faster and they can get more money. They're more satisfied. More money means uh, earlier retirement or more investments. They can give more money to their investment advisor in March or April, whenever they meet them. Um, And it's more satisfaction. So many people, as you know, Roxanne, I mean, you've worked with many executives. So many people are unhappy in their jobs. And, uh, you know, today we don't get the chance to move around a lot because we're very limited because there aren't too many jobs. It's now an employer's market over an employee's market, which it was prior to COVID. But um, they can still move around. There's still jobs out there. But... People have to be a detective like my old trade and um, go and hunt those jobs down. Because here in uh, Canada, only 8% of jobs are advertised. It's the lowest percentile of any country in the world. You go to the US, it's about 19. And then you go to um, the UK and it hits about 26, 27, 28%. And then the further East you go across the world, and I've got clients all the way through to uh, Asia, the higher that, advertised jobs gets, but people need to get out there. You need to have their resume, their CV up to date because they'll never know, even in today's economy when it's pretty brutal, I must admit, it's pretty brutal out there. People are really hurting, people are aching, people are screaming and asking, well, why me? Um, You can can find jobs, but you always need to have your your resume, your CV up to date. You know, I had one client this morning, we're only early in the morning, I need my resume by tomorrow for a job. Well, it doesn't happen that way. He said, I've been following you on LinkedIn uh, all the time and I've been watching your messages and now I need a, a, a resume. Well, I said, well, why didn't you activate it earlier on? I can't do that. I'll be doing you disjustice as a professional resume writer. I can't dilute my service. So he said, okay, yeah, so let's, uh, I, I said, well, who's the name of the recruiter? And I know that recruiter and we managed to extend it a little bit, but still it's a very push, mm-hmm. um, timeline for both, us both. Um, because a resume is your marketing tool along, along with, um, uh, along with your, your LinkedIn profile. And even now Facebook is becoming a huge search engine for talent hunting. So, um, yeah, it's pretty brutal out there, but people should manage their career in good times and in bad times, and they should be on LinkedIn. I mean, that's the, if you're not on LinkedIn, my my phrase, it's pretty brutal, it's pretty tough, is um, if you're not on LinkedIn, you're committing career suicide. That's it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, way back when I started to work with you, I, I was new into the corporate kind of arena, I was, you know, into a big company in Toronto. And back then it wasn't as much, but like when I got into my business, I was one of the first uh, pieces of uh, information guidance I got by business coaches. We need to get on LinkedIn. But even since, it was the importance of making sure that the LinkedIn spoke to the pain points of the clients that I'm trying to attract, right? It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about uh, they need to be the hero. I need to be the to offer the solution to their pain points. Yeah. And my my LinkedIn needs to speak to that because ultimately uh, people are looking for, they're looking for people like you or I or anybody else all the time. And if your LinkedIn is just all about you and what you've achieved, it doesn't speak to them the same right. as if you're kind of trying to speak to them about what problems that you can, you can solve for them.
0: Yeah. It's all about your personal branding. I mean, personal branding I'm fascinated in. I hold some certifications in personal branding. Personal branding is your unique promise of value. What is so special about Roxanne? What is so special about Mark? What is so special about Ron or Mary? Everybody has their unique promise of value, but they don't know their value. And and people don't, they they soul search, but they, they need to dig deeper to find their value and their personal brand it's their it's their competitive age because in good times and bad times you're in a you're in a, in a job search or a career transition you are um in a competition and you need to be number one in people's eyes so you're a pro i tell people you're a product and you're sending that product to the market so the package is your resume and your linkedin profile and it's not just use having a linkedin profile you've got to be proactive on a LinkedIn profile I call myself uh, a self-proclaimed LinkedIn junkie I'm always (laughs) always on LinkedIn and um, I because I teach people how to use it so I had to use it myself and there's so much there it looks like a pretty bland site but actually go behind the scenes and what you can do is amazing so you need to share you need to it gives you a platform to market yourself as an authority as well an, an, an expert and Share articles from people like uh, us and uh, and other people and uh, comment and then create articles as well. But don't have, um, I see some people, well, I've got a LinkedIn profile, but yeah, it's very basic. The further, the deeper you go, uh, the more you fill LinkedIn out, um, the more Google will get you. Those algorithms are constantly going over Google and um, more people will be attracted to you as we speak executive recruiters and HR professionals are sourcing talent just like the uh, viewers of this uh, webcast um, uh, right now on LinkedIn. And if you haven't got a a fully complete LinkedIn profile, the chances of you being found are limited.
1: So let's, let's talk a little bit. And I know, you know, when we worked together years ago, it's coming back to me now, (laughs) you were able to look at me and what I've done so far in my career and from an aerial shot, so you were able to almost link things thematically that I had done, uh, you know, cause you, you know, I remember the one word you kept saying Roxanne is transferable skills, transferable skills, like how, yeah. what have you done? So with someone listening and, you know, or even executives that they think, oh boy, I'm not so sure how this is gonna go in the next, you know, the ideal client right now should be already thinking, Like you said, even before that, we should always have an updated CV. What kind of things should people be thinking if they're trying to make a pivot at this point in their career?
0: That's a great question, too. I mean, that's a a real long question. But I just want to say something. I'm a great believer in the day you land your next job is the day you should start your next job search. Interesting. And that is very tough for people to engage to kind of get their mind around that. They, they, they find it. But, you know, what your career plays off, as we all know, in your personal life as well. So if you're unhappy or you're in career transition, your spouse, your kids, and other people around you are going to feel your anger, your rage, and what is, uh, what's going on in your own mind. So, yeah, but you, you need to, uh, coming back to the original question, you need to uh, really um, focus on uh, you, exactly who you are. Do an assessment. There's various um, career skills or career assessments out there that um, you can um, you, you can assess. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I, I have associates who are. I can assess those, and then I can read and coach from them. But uh, you know, look at yourself. And look at yourself and see who you are. Take the negatives and build on the negatives and build on the positives and uh, learn exactly who you are inside and the value you can bring the big wide world out there.
1: And that's so important, Martin, because I give you an example. When I um, was in executive positions and it shifted where they wanted me to do microscopic, it was like root canal daily for me, (laughs) just because that's my personality. And I used to always, because of the... Um, not get, 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 getting the proper guidance from the environment at that time, I would be like, you know, why can't I do this? It would take me three times as long to do something uh, just because it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. And I used to think, well, I have to get better at it. And what I recognized was in fact, the company wasn't giving me the support that I needed to be able to do the job that they paid me for, which was higher right. level of strategy. Right. And so once I did one of those assessments, what it allowed me to do is say, okay, it's acceptance. Um, these are my gifts. These are not my gifts. Yes, should I get a little bit better at them? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to source out a job that has microscopic elements to it that keeps me in an office somewhere in the back of the corporation. That would be, that mentally, I would be uh, going stir crazy. So I think that knowing, to your point, who am I? What are my gifts? um, And even what kind of things do I need to get better at? But it may not be my main skills is uh, something that I learned kind of along the way.
0: Yeah. Continuing education is very, very important. And as you know, I'm considered the global expert in executive master of business administration. I work for business schools across the world. You don't have to do an EMBA, even a short course. And today you can just do them online. You can do from a university. You see, we're here in Canada. You can see a, a university in UK or the other side of the world in Australia. And there are so many courses. And one thing a decision-maker in your next career is looking at, is your continue, continuing education? So they're not looking at, at finishing in 2011. So what have you done for education-wise since 2011 to 2020? And now is the perfect time. There's some great offers. Uh, universities, colleges, and other institutions have discounted some of their courses. And some of the courses are amazing. So you know, digital transformation is the way of the world. Change management. So think about the way the world is is going. Who, what skills do corporate world need now? They need digital transformation. They need change management. They need continuous improvement. They need anything to do with lean, so Six Sigma, Kaizen, Kanban, Pokayoke, Hoshinkan, Re-Gimba. Um, So you, you're enhancing your skill set not just for now, but for, for later on as well, people look for red flags in resumes and CVs and LinkedIn. And uh, if you haven't been to college or university for 10 years, they start to question that.
1: That's a good point. So just kind of looking at where you're at, looking at your industry and potentially saying, uh, what kind of things should I be demonstrating? Should I have to make a change? Even yep. if I'm not ready to make a change, what kind of things would an employer be looking out for somebody with my skill sets, if I'm looking to say, let's say I'm trying to uh, go into organizations to uh, do corporate consulting around change management. I should sure. be up up and ready with everything most recent in that arena so that I would even get to the top of the pile. And we we know how big those piles can be.
0: Sure. Um,
1: they yeah. can be huge, I'm sure. Like I know when I would have... Um, you know, be involved in, in hiring. Sometimes the piles with people with graduate degrees with 20 years experience sometimes could be as much as 300, 400. And, oh. how, how, and how, do you, how do you get, and there's all really, really skilled people. How do you get them, you know, to the point where you get down into that last subset of being interviewed? It's, it's, a, it's a tough go.
0: Yeah, and of course, since I wrote your resume many years ago, the world of uh, resume processing has changed dramatically. It's now um, uh, you're assessed by uh, the ATS, the applicant tracking system. So it's not a human being initially, oh, okay. generally, it's not the human being uh, screening your resume. It's the, uh, the robot or the scanning machinery. So wow. uh, you can't afford to have a mistake in it. It's a computer. And you can never be the computer. You can try and match it. So, one, just one character wrong, one line wrong, one underline, you can't underline on the resume, you can't have shading, you can't all sorts of different things, um, can count you out of an opportunity when you're the perfect candidate.
1: Wow. I did, you know what? Obviously, I, I, <laughs> I'm dating myself because I haven't done one in a while because I've been in my own business, but that's interesting to know. Mark, you and I started to talk a little bit about um, the coaching that you've been doing through the pandemic. So I wanted to talk a little bit to anybody that's in that space. So we're talking to people that still have jobs. Maybe they're concerned about their jobs. Absolutely. You need to reach out uh, sooner than later and get that CV where it needs to be. What about the individual uh, that's recently out of a job? I know you've been coaching a lot of people. Um, what, ha- what are you seeing? And what are some of the trends of some of those things and some advice that you may be able to give executives. And obviously some of these executives, um, like you said, they, they um, have high level positions. So getting those positions might be a little bit longer because yeah. of what's happening with the economy. What kind of t- tell us a little bit about, uh, some of the executives that you've been, uh, coaching.
0: Well, I'm very lucky. I mean, I hold multiple certifications in coaching, executive coaching, career coaching, job search coaching, personal brand coaching. This goes on. Um, And uh, I enjoy coaching. However, this recession, um, people have been laid off all of a sudden and they've been really, really uh, distraught. And so it's tried me as a person, as a coach, and it's gone beyond the traditional coaching arrangement into a more um, becoming a, a psychologist or psych, so helping them more mentally cope with the situation they're in, and uh, so it's been for me as a very upbeat person. Um, I'm a, I'm an extrovert. It's very it's been very actually been very very uh, trying for me. But there I'm trying to roll them around and using their skills and uh, whatever uh, to try and uh, bring them round to. To realise that they have a place to uh, place to, uh, place in in corporate Canada, corporate UK, corporate US, or wherever, there is a place for everybody, even in a recession. But it's just getting their mindset um, to into that uh, that area. I didn't tell you in the original just before the precursor to our the the webcast is that I actually had somebody who threatened to commit suicide on the, mm. on the phone, and I managed to divert him and go on another phone and call them. The, the the police here and they uh, they managed to the police officer who was at his house I heard the bell while I was coaching this client um, said he was a he had the 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 Ativan uh, or whatever it was uh, in his hand and he was going to do commit suicide so it's it's a tough world um, tough for us all in the career business uh, managing people I mean I hear executive recruiters. I want a job tomorrow. Well, it doesn't work like that. You know, Executive recruiters have their set clients and they have a process and yeah, you're right. It takes, it can take a job at the suite right now. It can take up to a year to find a job. You can get jobs fast and interim management is huge right now. So, um, you know, you can get a job, uh, we're on Thursday right now. You could get a job on Monday for a CFO or a CEO uh, interim management. And that's a area, a special area of executive recruitment that's recruitment that's growing. Um, but yeah, it doesn't happen to everybody. And it's you've got to go when you're downsized, your career transition terminated, canned, or whatever you want to call it, you've got to go through that emotion. You've got to clear that out the way and you know, discuss it with your friends, your family, maybe see people like you, and there are many other people and then coaches like me, um, to get all that emotion. It's okay to say, well, why me? And I'm angry and I'm raged and whatever. That's human nature. Um, but, you know, it's going to happen a lot. The, the statistics are that uh, somebody graduating out of university, and I think the re- most recent statistics are here in Canada, the 2016, they're going to be terminated six times in their career. Mm. So you know- transition, you've got to be prepared for it.
1: And we, like you said, you've seen a couple of them, uh, you know, these different economic downturns and we recover, everybody recovers. You know, I think of my time when I, I got severed. So my job as, uh, as an executive in health and wellness was to all always, um, you know, set up the times where companies would be downsizing, right-sizing, whatever I, at any given point in a normal economy, uh, what was happening in my career is I was setting up these uh, you know days where you know the casino would let let go 500 people and I would be yep. the one that would send them in. Well, Martin, when my time came, I was like, whoa. So what happened is my company was downsizing. My I'm telling you, and I you know what I with my background, I walked in. I was told. Um, it was a, it was an acquisition that was a pretty, you know, uh, obvious acquisition and I was part of the, the original company. I was devastated. Yeah. I was like, I've worked here and given, you know, everything I had for 10 years, I walk in, I think I'm having a performance evaluation and guess what? It was my nice to have you. Unfortunately, it's no longer a fit. Mm. And, you know, I was rocked that day. I walked out, they would not let me go back to my desk. No, sure. And they took my laptop and they took my, I'm going to date myself, my BlackBerry at that time. I had no, I had nowhere to communicate because that was the only uh, device I had. And I was like, I think I have to find a payphone. Try to find a payphone in Toronto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and then of course I got the whole, you know, I think it was Feldman Daxon back then. They gave me that and all that. And I struggled with what do I do now? Now I'm a, you know mid career as an executive what do i do and you're right it, you take that time you get you get angry you get upset and then you have to say, okay, where do I go from here, right? And yeah. at which point I went off and I would start to consult and stuff. So it's a hard time having been through it myself because you think, what did I do? First place you go is, what did I do wrong? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then you realize it's you know it's business. At the end of the day, it was nothing to yeah. do about who I was and all those things. Um, so it's it's I could see how some of the people that you're coaching are go through tough times. It's so unfortunate, um, you know. But the reality, to your point, and the economists are saying this is that we're going to see even more of it six months to a year from now. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: so, so with, uh, with the space that we're in and the fact that we know more is coming, um, what guidance should, are you, should you, for people listening with um, for that are looking for transitioning or looking to think I may not have a job, Again, what are some of the steps that they should take starting today, Martin?
0: Well, they, they should be, uh, it's like the old Boy Scouts motto, be prepared. So I, 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 would t- I would say, well, review exactly who you are. Get your resume up to date. Make sure it's that ATS uh, friendly, the applicant tracking system, because that's a very, very specific type of uh, resume and software. And we're in a performance driven world. So they're looking for you to perform. They're looking for your hard skills. They're looking for your soft skills. They're looking for your personal brand in a resume. So get your resume up to date. Make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Make sure you have your photograph on there. Make sure you've customized your LinkedIn URL because Google gives you a 400% uplift as soon as you take those numbers and letters out after your name. Um, And then, you know, I'm more than happy. I'll be thrilled to provide anybody with a free, no obligation resume critique. I say it as it is because you only get one kick of the can. And so I know when you're wandering out of that ATS and even though you may be applying for the job, uh, you know, you you, you might not land uh, because uh, your resume is uh, not the right format. So I'm than happy to to help people nurture them, coach them through that, but always be prepared and have a career plan. Um, You know, who are the companies you want to go and work for? We all have companies we hold in high esteem it may be because of the product maybe because of their service maybe because of their corporate culture maybe their startup and they may be going i doubt it in this economy but they may be going ipo to the market and then you can benefit financially but who are the companies you want to go and work for and you know think of the geographic region look at the geography and go and visit the if you're in career transition this is a good tip In Canada and the UK, and to a certain degree, depending on the state in the US, um, everybody, all the municipalities or the regions have, or states, uh, counties in the US, um, have um, economic development commissioners. So they are the people who uh, know of all the companies in their area and the companies that are coming to that area. So if a company is coming to your area, like you're in Niagara, I'm in Cinco County, um they will know uh and uh you know they're starting to fill up their uh, human resources so be very proactive don't just think either a job's gonna fall in your lap i mean i got people who i say well you know you're in career transition what are you doing for your career "Oh, just one hour a day that is a foolish thing you need to treat this uh, career transition as a full-time gig in fact i as a job search expert i tell my clients give more to uh, more hours to your job search because the long, it's like anything, the more, more you put into it, the more rewards will come your way. So you're not gonna get any rewards on one, two, three or four hours or very limited. The more you put into it, the better it's gonna be. And be very persistent and, and be very prudent in the way you distribute your resumes. It's actually better to distribute 10 targeted resumes than it is to distribute 120 targeted resumes, and that's you know the benefits of my my skill set. I know how to to do uh, get around, navigate all that, all those t- difficulties. There's lots of obstacles out there, and I know how to eradicate those uh, obstacles. And I'm here to help my clients. I nurture and I coach them through. I listen to them, and you know you're not going to get a job just like that. It's going to take a long while, and you're going to have to deal with that anguish why was I rejected for that particular job because not everybody can win
1: right so just be patient so Martin, I know um, this has been valuable and you and I probably could talk for a couple more hours. But oh, sure. uh, I know there's a, you have a book uh, that you'd yes, like to let people know about. So let them know where they can get a hold of it and where, else they, where they can reach you uh, if they're needing your services.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, I have this book which uh, was in the offering prior to the recession, but of course I had to expedite it uh, when the recession. So it's look after number one, which is you. So you need to uh, look after yourself. Uh, so the tips and tricks for a recession-proof your career. So this is available on my, uh, on my website, www.aneliteresume.com. so ananeliteresume.com. that's my main website. I do have other websites, but you know, just Google me. We should all Google everybody. Uh, and uh, you know, just a final tip here, when you get an interview, Google the interviewer because you never know. They may have gone to the same school or they may have worked for the same employer. So there's instant synergy. There's a conversation point because a interview is a, it's not a, it's a two way street as well. It's a conversation. It's just to see whether you're a fit.
1: And you know, this other synergy and I have to jump in there because this is another one that shows you. So I met Martin 16, 17 years ago on a professional basis. We stayed connected And he had kept talking about writing a chapter in a book and we chit chatted, we didn't talk, you know, and then, you know, we kind of, you know, it came up and I, and then he said, Oh, I get invited to this book launch. I'm, I'm in Niagara. It's, it's a wine and cheese event. It's a colleague that I've just recently met not connecting to the dots. So 16, 17 years later, I'm walking in because of another colleague who I work with presently, who was supposedly writing this chapter in this book. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is this what Martin said he was writing in? <laughs> Didn't think about it. W- walked in. And I, I'd never met Martin back then. It was That was about uh, two, three years ago now. Was, yeah. And then I said, oh my God, there's Martin Buckland. So it shows you that connection. So I had met somebody else who had met somebody else that knew him, even though we hadn't met. So here we are at this vineyard, at this event, at so this book launch that he had written a chapter in um, 16, 17 years later with other people now that I've known, uh, that connected us. So it's, it shows you again, the value of those connections, like you talked about there, um, Martin, yeah. the networking and the connection oh, yeah. and all those things. It's so, so very valuable.
0: Yeah. You have to network these days. I mean, what is interesting is, you know, the path system underneath the, uh, Toronto buildings in downtown, yeah. um, they, they. I mean, I, I bet it's empty right now. It's probably very sad to be down there. But um, I used to host networking meetings down there, and I used to go down there uh, before the networking meeting to psych myself up for my presentation and whatever. And I'll virtually guarantee, as I walk through those underground uh, tunnels, I would meet four to five people I knew. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, mean, I can't amazing. do anything.
0: I, I can't go anywhere. I mean, I, I bumped into people I know in, um, uh, this was really funny in San Francisco. I was checking into a hotel. There was this guy watching me from the other side. And I just, he's like, what's he watching me? So I go off, I, go, I try to go up my room. And he said, tapped on my shoulder. And he said, are you Martin Buckland? This was in San Francisco. And he said, I'm your client from London, UK. So they,
1: amazing. On that note, Uh, connection and just uh, networking is, is, I I think that's one of the the things that in this economy, more than ever, um, you know, that's so very, very vitally important to invest that time. So Martin, thanks again for uh, sharing all this fantastic information uh, with us, with anyone uh, that may be struggling around the elements of resilience through this time. um, I work with uh, executives and their teams around resilience and authentic connection. So if you're needing any support in that area, you can reach me at RoxanneDurhaj.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxandurhodge.com/blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living
1: with Roxanne.